In a world filled with lies and errors, it's comforting to know the source of truth that never deceives. Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today, we're exploring the Lord's mind that's filled with truth. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. We look to the Lord Jesus for the truth because of His knowledge, His wisdom, His love, and His honesty. Just as God never lies, Titus 1 verse 2, so the Lord Jesus as God's Son never lies. He spoke honestly and lovingly to those who needed to hear His message. While the truth can sting at times, the truth is the only thing that will set us free. John 8 verse 32. And this is why we go again and again to the words of Jesus to find the truth. Thanks for taking time with us today. We would love to hear from you, and we want to be a part of your life each week. The concept of truth is more than just being honest. It's being authentic and being reliable, being faithful. Being truthful is a moral concept found in the character of God and in Christ. This moral characteristic speaks of the Lord's faithfulness and reliability. Christ is the essence of truth. And Christ expects His followers to demonstrate this in their character. Scripture condemns falsehood, but praises and demands the truth. Numbers 23:19 says that God is not a man that He should lie, or a son of man that He should change His mind. Has He said, and will He not do it? Or has He spoken, and will He not fulfill it? The God of the Bible is not fickle. He doesn't lie about the consequences of sin. David prayed in Psalm 86, 11, Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. We too should pray that we might walk in the truth of the Lord. To find that truth, we must study the New Testament and listen to its words. Jesus said in a prayer to the Father, Your word is truth. John 17, 17. Now, this is an important study, and we offer it free on Christ's truthful mind. And if you'd like a printed copy and you live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have materials free on our website at searchtv.org and on YouTube. We'll now worship in song, read from John 18, 33-37, and explore the obedient and truthful mind of Jesus Christ.
Our reading today comes from the Gospel according to John and chapter 18, verses 33 to 37. And this discusses a conversation between Pontius Pilate and the Lord Jesus before he is to be crucified. Therefore Pilate entered again into the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you saying this on your own initiative, or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I'm not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this, of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And it's still that way today. Let's pray. Father, we are thankful that Jesus came to bear witness to the truth. Help us to listen to Him and to serve Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Romans 1, 21-25 reveals the futile condition of the pagan world in the first century. 
It says, For although they knew God, they didn't honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish heart was darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. The world has always lost sight of God and deceived itself about many things. God created us and gave us this world. But the selfishness within humanity has often lost sight of God and replaced God with its own ideas. Now these ideas permitted them to follow their own desires, even desires that brought them ruin, pain, conflict, and destruction. A world filled with lies and wickedness needed someone to show them the path out of darkness into light. Paul opened his epistle to the Galatians with these words, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Galatians 1, 3-5 Jesus is indeed our Redeemer, our Deliverer, our Savior, and our hope. He heals us by teaching us the truth and showing us the way out of a life that's filled with lies and deception. Paul saw this change take place in the Gentiles of Ephesus who left idolatry and immorality to come to Christ. The inspired Apostle Paul described the condition of the Gentiles in Ephesians 4, 17-19. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them due to their hardness of heart. They've become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Now without a knowledge of the truth, it's impossible to live a godly, righteous life. People living in darkness, having no hope and without God, will live miserable, sinful lives. Paul then reminds them of what Christ had done for them in verses 20 to 24. He says, but that's not the way that you learned Christ, assuming that you've heard about Him and were taught in Him, as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. When you know the Lord Jesus and decide to follow Him, life changes from darkness to light, from hopelessness to hope-filled ways with the future. Lies can't save your soul and can't give you the promise of eternal life. Now, there's hope in the truth of Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus gives us newness of life, abundant life, and eternal life in heaven. Revelation 22, 14-15 says, Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they may have the right to the tree of life, 
and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. What we believe and how we live matters because the truth matters. And those who embrace and practice falsehood will not enter the heavenly city. The Father in heaven, out of love, sent His Son to this earth to reveal to us the truth. Because of Jesus, we can know the Father, we can know the truth, and we can know love. We can know how to serve others, and we can know what is right and wrong. The Lord Jesus spoke the truth and lived the truth before us. John 1.14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the, of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes, Jesus was full of both grace and truth. Many like the grace of Christ, but they don't want the truth that comes with it. They don't want to talk about sin or admit sin matters. And when they do this, they deceive themselves. They, they, they need and we need the grace of God because we've sinned. Grace is the answer to sin. But a grace without the truth of how we must leave sin, repent, and then live righteous lives is merely sentimentalism. Grace does not save apart from repentance, apart from a transformed life. We don't want God's grace to be cheap or to be in vain, nor do we want to live with truth but lack the grace of God. Now God's grace makes us people who show grace to others. Truth without grace and love is hollow and ineffective. 1 Corinthians 13 reminds us that love is not arrogant or rude. And love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. We must speak the truth, but if we lack love, we're just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. We can have all knowledge and all faith and still be nothing. Philosophers through the ages have asked whether truth is even knowable. The Bible everywhere assumes people can know the truth if they will listen to God. The Lord Jesus promised in John 8, 31 and 2 that if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. By studying the words of Jesus, we can know the truth and become His true disciples. Many students, sadly, study more from the writings of men than they do from the Scriptures. They listen more to the thinking of men than they do to Jesus, and they miss fully knowing the truth of God's worth. They fall into error because they listen to the wrong sources, and that's why we must continue to study God's Word. Sadly, some people want to substitute their subjective feelings for objective facts. Now, this substitution creates controversy, and some would rather ignore these objective facts to keep from facing controversy. For instance, only Jesus is the Son of God who became flesh and who died for our sins and who rose again on the third day. The Lord Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's the words of Jesus. And only Jesus can save you from sin or give you eternal life. Feelings can't turn a lie into the truth. And feelings 
will not change what God has said in His Word. Just because I feel some sin to be okay doesn't make it okay. Just because I feel justified to take revenge doesn't mean that I have the right to take revenge. Romans 12, 17-19 says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Many people imagine that feeling love for someone will turn what is immoral into something that is moral. That what is wrong will become right and what is unacceptable to God will somehow become something that God accepts. But they're lying to themselves. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-10 says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Paul makes it clear in Galatians 6, 7-8, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. You can, you can call immoral behavior loving, but God still calls it sinful. Love is not some magical pill that turns sin into righteousness. Many people fail to distinguish subjective truth from objective truth. Well, what do I mean? Subjective truth usually describes how we feel or what we like or dislike. And you know what? This can change with the times in our lives. But objective truth, unlike subjective truth, is narrow and defined. The words of Jesus are objective, not subjective. You can't twist and redefine them. They stand outside and above culture. Objective truth doesn't change at the whims of time or culture. You can't vote subjective truth in to replace objective truth. And you can't vote objective truth out. You can ignore it, but you can't change it. And you can't make it go away. You can't substitute what you like for the truth found in God's Word. And if you don't like it, you must still face it. Even if the world disagrees with the Lord's objective truth, that truth remains true and authoritative. Romans 3 and verse 4 says, Let God be found true, though every man be found a liar. To find the truth, go to God and to His Word. The Lord Jesus said in John 18, 37, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. And Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I've come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. The Lord Jesus came to bear witness to the truth so that we might have a standard of good and evil. Because Jesus spoke, we can distinguish truth from lies and God's will from human errors. 
Jesus promised the apostles in John 14, 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Later in John 16, 13, the Lord Jesus promised, but when he, and he did it to the apostles, but when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you apostles into all the truth, for he will not speak on his own initiative. But whatever he hears, he will speak and will disclose to you what is to come. The Holy Spirit did come to the apostles at Pentecost and revealed all the truth. And we aren't lacking what God wants us to know. It's all in the Word of God. Well, why are we speaking about this? Well, Jesus made a promise to guide the apostles of the first century into all the truth. And if all spiritual truth has indeed been delivered to them in the first century according to the promise, then we should look to the inspired written word, the New Testament, as our standard of truth for the Christian faith and life. The New Testament came about in fulfillment of Jesus' promise to send out scribes in Matthew 23, 34. The work of scribes was primarily that of copying the words of Jesus. And I'm thankful we have these words recorded so that we might know the mind and heart of Christ. We are indeed most richly blessed to know the Lord through the things revealed in the written Word of God, the New Testament. Read and study the written words of Jesus if you want to know the truth. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful that the wonderful mind of Christ and the mind that you gave to Him and the words that you gave to Him were revealed to us in your Word in the New Testament. Father, help us to hold fast to the things which Jesus taught and to be the kind of people that honor you with our obedience and our love. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. consider what we think about each day. If we buy into half-truths and popular lies, while we ignore the whole truth found in Scripture, we'll never know about Jesus Christ or about salvation. If we give ourselves to man-made ideas, we'll return to spiritual darkness. We'll miss the cross and the resurrection of Christ Jesus, and we'll lack the knowledge and wisdom that leads to eternal life. Much of popular Christianity is far removed from the mind of Christ. Some say faith alone will save, but a faith that doesn't obey won't save anyone. John 3.36 says, He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. 
You see, just because something is true doesn't mean it is the whole truth. Faith is necessary to salvation, absolutely. But so is love, repentance, and obedience. If we wish to follow Jesus, we need to embrace the whole truth, not select only what we like or agree with. Some will tell you to say this prayer with me and you'll be saved. They'll tell you that. But the Apostle Peter, in answer to the problem of sin at Pentecost, said, Repent and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2 and verse 38. Now he said that at the beginning of Christianity, and the Scriptures consistently show faith, repentance, and baptism into Christ are necessary to be forgiven. Baptism into Christ is a full immersion in water, just as Christ was baptized fully in the Jordan River. Now Jesus never departed from the words of His Father, John 12, 49 to 50, and we should never depart from the words of Jesus Christ either. Now we hope that today's study about Christ's uh, truthful mind has stirred you to consider your soul and what you're thinking about. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083, or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call the search office toll-free at 1-800-321-8633. There's also a schedule of our programs and a map with the location of churches in your area at searchtv.org. And you can watch Search also anytime on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry, and like the programs that you watch. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Now, don't worry, we're not asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. We hope that you'll focus your heart on worshiping a church. Everybody needs a church family. And there's probably a church of Christ that's near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. Well, as always, we say God bless you. And we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.